morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this. And welcome to the only podcast with brains and bars. And tonight we're going to talk a little ish. It's another yeah. episode uh, of this a black and white thing. I am your host, um, A1, or you can call me Carlos, or you can call me Dan, as you can see on the screen. You can check out every episode of this a black and white thing by going to the podcast app of your choice. Um, rate, subscribe. Um, the more you were more you rate it, more you subscribe, more you leave comments that allows us to be put in front of more people. Um, you can also check out most episodes of the podcast by going to YouTube, searching brains and bars, subscribe, like, share. Again, the more you do that, the more faces we are in front of. And you can connect with us on social media by going to um at brains and bars on YouTube. I'm sorry, on Facebook, on Instagram and on twitter um you know as you can see there's normally three of us here but tonight there's only two so in their absence i want to shout out to the homie a ward who uh you can go to iamaward.com for everything battle related music related merch related same thing for loso everything loso.com for everything battle music and merch related uh this weekend actually a ward is going to be in connecticut battling a young man whose name i cannot remember please forgive me sir um, it's like Z, Z throw or something like that. I don't know. So uh, that's going down this weekend in Connecticut. A couple of weeks from now, Loso will be battling Vixen on Caffeine for URL Kings versus Queens 2. Got that going down as well. Um, but tonight I'm not I'm not by myself. I got the homie. He's one third of one of the most hilarious podcasts, one of the most real podcasts, one of the most dope podcasts um, around. I got the homie Reese Nichols with me. From Talk That Ish podcast, Reese, what's going on, man? What's good, man? Appreciate you having me, man. Hey, man, before we get started, hey, where the heck did Dan come from? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so story time with Uncle A1. So um, at my job, um, at the time, I work in the mailroom, and at the time, I wasn't managing it yet. I was still just an employee, and we, have, we used to have summer interns come in. And so we had an intern come in one time and his name was Dan. So I take him to this group of marketing women. Um, so we had to go pick up some stuff to be shipped out. I'm like, hey, this is Dan. Dan, here's these three young women. Nice to meet you, yada, 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 handshakes, whatever. So he goes back to school in the fall. And like about a month after that, I go and see them to go get some stuff to be shipped out. And they like, and I, I'm like, all right, this is everything. Y'all got good. I got everything I need. Yeah, sure. Okay, thanks, Dan. I said, you're welcome. And I walked back to the mail room. So I tell the story. I'm like, yo, listen, they think my name is Dan. So every time you see them call, when they say Dan, do not react. Don't laugh. I'm Dan. And for six months, every time they saw me, they called me Dan until one day they called looking for Dan. And I wasn't in there to answer the phone. And so my old boss was like, oh, we, we don't have no Dan. They're like, yeah, you do. Dan. He's like, nah, we, yeah, tall, black guy, glasses. He goes, Carlos? And they go, oh. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> that is so that's hilarious. why I always start the podcast off. You can call me A1, you can call me Carlos, you can call me Dan. Um, oh, man. I am changing your name in the phone, bro. You're Dan. For <laughs> <laughs> You're Dan. Yeah, so that's the story. That is the story, man. So. So yeah, so um, but yeah, go ahead. So go ahead, introduce yourself, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Although you are, you've been on the podcast before. If you 
We've done um, like NFL previews where I had all the homies on barbershop episodes. You've been on those episodes. But for those who may not, may be getting acquainted for the first time, tell them a little bit about yourself. Hey, man, like you said, it's your boy, uh, Reese Nichols, man, uh, one of the co-hosts from Talk That Ish podcast, uh, CEO, Amp Records, Amp Entertainment Group. Um, and that's me, man. That's me in a nutshell, man. Like, uh, it's your boy. Y'all can holler at me, follow me on uh, Twitter, Reese Nichols. Um, all of the, my other social media is deactivated, so you won't find me there as of right now. I'm on the lay low, but uh, follow Talk That Ish podcast um, on, on Twitter. You can search Talk to This podcast on on YouTube as well. Shout out to my other co-hosts, um, uh, Be Humble, Boots, you know, and um, the Los Factor, man. So yeah, yep. check us out. Happy to be here. Let's get it. Yep. Shout out to Pastor Boots and Los, man. Good, good people. Good people. All right. So if you're new to the show, um, first of all, welcome. We appreciate you. Um, but if you're, if what we normally do on the show is we start off with what I've learned for the week. And I've learned uh, a couple of things this week, several things this week. And, um, you know, I'm going to start with, uh, let's start with uh, Danny Amendola. So, you know, Danny Amendola, I learned this week that he hates Bill Belichick, no matter, or at least he's bitter towards Bill Belichick, no matter how he tries to spin it. So um, he's been on TV making media rounds. You know, when when you were connected with Tom Brady, when you connected with, with the, one of the GOATs, you know, people want to come hear what you have to say and tell stories about the GOAT. But he has been taking his time to go out of the way to slander Bill Belichick every chance he gets. So he's on um, FS1, first things first, right? And he talks about the Patriot way. So I want to make sure I get this right. So I'm going to quote him verbatim, right? So he says, when you see the Patriot way in the dictionary, it's going to have Tom Brady's picture next to it. Um, none of those coaches threw any passes. None of those coaches caught any passes. None of those coaches made any tackles. They got guys in the right position because they watched a lot of film and spent all their time in the facility. But Tom Brady is the Patriot way, and that's the reason why he's in the Super Bowl and the Patriots, Patriots aren't. Right. So he went on the next day to, to kind of clean it up a little bit and say, look, I'm not anti-Belichick. He just said, look, I had to negotiate contracts with him and he made me take pay cuts to stay with the squad. And I put and, and we put rings on his finger. So it kind of rubbed him the wrong way. Listen, Danny. Danny, my guy, I understand. I'm I'm pro players again. I want everybody to get their bread, baby. Shout out to Nathan Peterman, American success story. But anyway, that's I digress. I want everybody to get their bread, baby. But listen, you can't be mad if you thought you was worth more. Know your worth and add tax. Don't be out here mad at Bill Belichick because he he said, "Hey man, I need some of that back." Right. <laughs> and you and you was just like, "All right, well, all right cool." And you in the locker room steaming, you heated, you mad, you know what I'm saying? Because he took your bread, but that's on you. You can't be mad. And the part that I love about that is, look, the coaches ain't had nothing to do with our success. They just drew up all the plays. You know what I'm saying? They just, they just they put all their time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They just spent all their time in well, the they did their job. <laughs> doing their job, doing what they get paid to do, man. But, I mean, like, listen, Danny, man, chill. Easy on my guy Belichick. It's it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Go seek therapy. Dude That's is hurt. Tell you. Like, like, you can hear the hurt in, in his talking, like, like, bro, like the coaches, he, he got mad at the coaches for doing their job. Bruh. Their job is to watch film and put you in the best position, best position to make the plays. That's exactly what they did, bro. If you took a pay cut, that means you made an a, a, a informed decision to take less money so you can get them rings. Because you knew if you went anywhere else, 
Danny, that you would have probably been like the third or the fourth receiver on the team. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, listen, you are, you are a champion, Danny, forever. You're a multi-millionaire, man. I get it. Again, I understand. Like, no, my boss is not coming to me and asking me to take a pay cut. And they definitely hadn't asked me to take a pay cut three years in a row. I I understand your frustration, but man, Danny, seek 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 some help, man. Go find Bill, Bill sit down with him. Y'all can talk it over over a glass of glass of Hennessy or something. Nah, maybe not Hennessy. You might want to fight him if you get on that hand. Oh, uh, but you know what I'm saying? Just ease up, ease up. Man, it's we talking about Danny Emmett. Like, like you're not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, 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 Danny is not that guy. Where, like, if Randy Moss, even the little time he was there, came out saying this, it's Randy Moss. He can talk. He can say this type of stuff. Like, even uh, what what was our other guy? The slot guy. Uh, well, not Welker, but uh, Julian Edelman. Julian. Julian can say this. Yeah. <laughs> like, Danny, you have no room, bro. Like, whatever money they was offering you. You should have just been happy. Because <laughs> since you left New England, no one has heard about you. Man, I mean, he, he's been in Detroit the last couple of years. You know what I'm oh, saying? But has he? he <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, but, you know, it's Detroit. It's Detroit. We'll, we'll talk about Detroit a little bit yeah, later. But it's Detroit. But, yeah, but so that's one of the things I learned this week. The second thing I learned this week is um, apparently – the NBA is uh, kind of acting like COVID is not a thing out here. And they decided to have an all-star game going down March 7th in Atlanta. And I'm like, yo, listen, I get it, right? Y'all trying to make sure that this season goes off as normal as possible, even though you, didn't, you don't, most places aren't allowing fans in, the ones that are allowing them very limited capacity. But it's like, yo, it's COVID out here, bro. Like, and you going to Atlanta, one of the strip stripper capitals of the world where you know the players is gonna be kicking it. You know they're going to they're going to uh dang, is it King of Diamonds to get the lemon pepper wet? Is that the one that has has the Lou Williams special? I think this King of Diamonds. I, I don't, ain't don't quote me. Uh, I, I, I ain't been to that one. <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me. You know what I'm saying? But they going to Atlanta to kick it. And if you have looked at the club scene in Atlanta, they like COVID. Who? It's they two don't for care, one drink. Bro. Bro, they like they two for care. one drink specials. I ain't worried about no COVID. I'm about to go get my sip on. You know what I'm saying? So and once that liquor, once that liquor hit, they ain't worried about no mask. <laughs> like, like, they don't think, care. like once that once that liquor get them, they gonna forget about everything. Bro, they probably oh, NBA think gonna get shut down because of this freaking All Star game. And it's like a, and that's what I'm saying. Like you're sending representatives from all over the country to come congregate in one spot probably kick it recklessly and then say, all right, cool, going back to your squads with your COVID and become a super spreader event. And for a league that the Wizards have already missed, like I think six or seven games, they got to try to make up. They got to get to 72 games in order to get the TV money. Um, otherwise, teams or cities or, or networks could ask to get that money back. Like, man, y'all playing with fire. And I get it. The, the All-Star game is a highly rated affair. It's a highly watched uh, affair. Three-point contest, dunk contest has been good lately. I, I mean, get it. It's all, one of your showcases. Those things, man, like an all-star game with no fans. Like how like a three, like if they do the three-point or dunk contest with no fans, mm-hmm. like nobody wants to see that. And that's the thing. Like we straight. And that's the thing, right? It's like like uh shout out to Shock, but Shock was just he made a comment right before we started the show about. 
you know, the that the NBA, like, it's just not the same without the fans. And this is a sport that it thrives off that energy. It thrives off that connection. And not having that, having that connection, how are you going to have an all-star game? You know, you got LeBron throwing, you know, Westbrook, and he catches and, and does a windmill, 360 dunk. And it's just like, right. There's no, there's no oohs and ahs. There's no sound. There's no oh my like, god. Like in the NFL with the with no fans or limited fans or the ones that even have no fans, you got eleven people on the field, twenty two if we count them both sides. Then you got a whole sideline slew of people because each team has fifty three total people on it, and then the coaching staff. So you're still hearing some type of cheering when you do something cold. When you just got nine people or so on, on each bench and a couple of coaches. Bro, it sound like it sound like rec league. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it just sound like it just sounds. Hey, like, it sounds like the gym when we used to go hoop on Sundays. That's what it sound like. And I mean, like, like. And, and on one end, that's kind of dope. It's kind of cool to be able to to have that that kind of feel to it. Just like it's like taking it back to the essence a little bit, right? Right. Because it is still a game, but at the same time, we need to get to me. I don't. I don't want to say baseball because baseball is so it's so centered on the player, on the interaction between pitcher, catcher, right. batter. Then the ball gets hit, and then you're kind of watching the action from there, especially from a, a broadcast standpoint. But from a broadcast standpoint, like as someone who enjoys college basketball, I've struggled to watch it and get into it. Same thing with the NBA, and I'm to me, I'm NBA greater than NFL guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it has been a struggle at times to watch these games because. It's just they like you said. It's, it's not the fans, same, bro. Yeah, you need to see when LeBron hits this top of the key three to ice the game. Like you need for him when he's you know being demonstrative and doing his thing. You need to see the crowd pointing at him, clapping, cheering, right. yelling, booing, whatever. And it just loses a little bit without that man. So Adam, listen, reconsider, read some literature on the subject, bro. Don't. Do it, man. Don't do it. Chill out. Adam, you're smarter than this, bro. Like, you've been you the best commissioner in all sports for since you've been in, bro. Like, don't do this. Man. But, yo, that's what I learned this week, man. Let us know what you learned by going to our social media on Facebook, Twitter, IG. Let us know what you learned this week. Um, we'll we love to hear from you. But at, right now, normally we would do what A Ward is looking forward to, what Loso is looking forward to. But I believe in cross promotion, especially when I got the homies on who, who are doing that thing. So at this time, I want to I want to switch it up a little bit, and we're gonna do Is You Rolling. Now I feel bad because I don't have the record. I it's don't have the song on. It's all you know. What I'm saying I, like, I should have had it ready. That's my fault. I should have had it ready. Normally Boots is over all that type of stuff. I could have had it keyed up and ready. I didn't have it. That's my and point. I should have hit I should have hit B up and like yo B man slot me that record man I need that for the night so that's on me that's all right that's yeah. all right it's but all right. you know is you rolling um on talk that ish podcast is where they basically have they'll bring up a scenario and they'll simply ask the question is you rolling and you get to decide is you rolling or not so I got a scenario I'm gonna bring forth um and it revolves around Brett Favre right so Brett Favre who's been in He's been in the news cycle a lot lately. He talked about when Mahomes got the concussion, about how Mahomes shouldn't have played in the game because, you know, he's got to think about his future. Um, he's talked a little bit about the Jared Goff trade. I think he's made some comments regarding Aaron Rodgers. And now he's talking about Deshaun Watson, who has demanded a trade or requested a trade from Houston, Texas. So, again, I want to make sure I get this right. So the quote says, and I quote, you get paid a ton of money to do a certain job and just do it and let the chips fall where they may. 
I think we make too much money to voice an opinion, but I'm not saying he's wrong. Again, I think there's a different day and time and it would be interesting to see how the organization handles it. So I want to start, I'm going to ask you, Reese Nichols, is you rolling? Should NFL players not voice their opinions? Man, hell no. <laughs> I, am not, <laughs> I am not rolling with that. Like, bro, first of all, these these players retire and definitely the ones that don't go into broadcast. And I think they get to a point where they're still trying to find themselves to be relevant some way, somehow. Like, I think that's really what it's about. He, like, no one was talking about Brett Favre. Nobody's checking for him. Like, and now he comes out saying all of these things to get attention. Like, yeah. I'm a people that know me know I'm a diehard Chiefs fan, but right after the Chiefs, I'm 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 all Packers. Like, so I'm a Brett Favre fan. I like Brett Favre. I, I, I love all the touchdowns and hate all the interception. That's another story. <laughs> but to say a player, like, you can't say all of that, what he said, and then going to say, um, but but I ain't mad at him, no, or uh, I, I ain't saying he's wrong. You just yeah. said he was wrong in everything you stated before that, bro. So it's almost like shut up and dribble. Like, mm. that, that's how mm. I felt when I when I heard him say like yesterday. I was like, he's he's basically telling Deshaun, shut up and throw the ball, shut up and play. Like you took this extension, shut up. Like no, the Texas organization is trash, and he's like, man, here my career is going down the drain because I got a trash owner who had a trash coach who was a trash GM who traded to get away my best <laughs> target ever and replaced it with Brandon Cooks, and y'all want me to shut up. <laughs> like no, <nah. laughs> like you yeah. like like should players not voice then no they get paid millions to voice their opinions. They don't right. they get paid millions because and they should have a right to be able. I ain't saying like hey you signed a contract you, you know he made the decision to do that, but once they stop not stop not living up to their side of things too, like man you got to voice it. Yeah. And that's what I don't understand. Like, and I guess it's kind of like I've seen people obviously jump on him and talk about the the few times that he requested a trade uh, when he didn't like the way things were going. He wanted to bring have Randy Moss come to uh, the Packers when he was with Oakland. They didn't act on it. He ends up going to New England, almost winning the championship there. And so he was unhappy. He demanded a trade. He requested a trade. And. Like, it's your career. Like, I don't understand what I understand that it's a business. You sign a contract. And in most cases, both parties will honor that contract. Right. Like Deshaun Watson and under any other normal circumstances, not uh, under threat of being released because of non of, of bad performances and not living up to his contract. Like he's a guy who's going to be a leader in your locker room. He's going to ball out on Sundays and he's going to be a great guy in the community. Right. Those are those are you want this guy on your team. Right. But at the same time, like you said, he's looking around and he's like, yo, like. Y'all, like you said, you got rid of my number one guy. I was stuck here with, with Bill O'Brien, who I mean, granted, he I don't know how he feels about Bill O'Brien and his ability to lead a team and coach a team. I'm pretty sure he hates him as a GM, um, but as a coach, who knows how he feels about it. And then you got this guy, Jack Easterby, which, again, shout out to Jack Easterby, the king of the finesse. Um, I got to salute you when you when you. When you go from preacher to executive vice president, man, I got I got a shout out to your hustle. Like you All deserve right. your props. But you got this guy that you don't believe in who who is, is overseeing a culture 
um, that you're that you feel is not for you. Right. So I get it. You signed the deal, and I've seen a whole lot of people, and I hate that every anytime an athlete, you know, requests to be traded or wants out of a situation, people always want to jump on it. Well, you signed the contract. How about honoring your contract? Well, again, if he wasn't living up to that contract, they would try they to would take get rid of him. Yeah, or they would get rid of him or trade him. I mean, listen. Uh, matter of fact, I'm a hold there. I keep wanting to jump to Jared Goff. We're gonna get there. But I mean, it's a it's a business. It's a business, and you and you have to understand that this relationship is a two way street. It's not. Well, it's all about the team one day until it's not, and it's not. Well, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do me team, and y'all just got to deal with it. It's a mutual mutual uh, relationship, and it's a relationship of mutual benefit. And, and if and one party, the moment, the moment either side sees that it's not benefiting them. Like the owners is okay to make a decision if it's not benefiting them, but the player is just supposed to shut up and take it. I'm like, nah, like the moment that the owner is like, or the GM is like, this ain't benefit me. We're, we're done. He, they're cool with it. But the yep. moment the players say this ain't benefiting me, everybody like, no, nah, just shut up and play. You signed the contract or you hear the, you hear the talk out there. He just signed the extension. Why would he sign an extension if he wasn't happy? Because look what happened to Dak Prescott. So when you, Man. When you get an extension, you're gonna sign it because you got to protect your future. But at the same time, when he signed that extension, he, he probably thought he was gonna still have some, some some players getting put around. So, you know, then the owner has to take ownership. The owner can't like it ain't like Deshaun Watson went to the owner. It's like, I need to pick the coach, I need to be in on this. The owner went to him and said, yep. Hey man, I'm a I want your opinion. I'm gonna have you involved in who our next GM, who our next coach is, and I want I want you to have um great input in that. And then you go go totally opposite and do totally against what you said. So it's like if that's the case, can't be mad at Deshaun for that. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And so I'll ask you this and you tell me what you think. So Week one, 2021-22 season, because – and let me let me set it up a little bit better. So Nick Casario has come out and said that they do not want to – they do not want to trade Deshaun Watson. They want to keep him on the roster. They want to try to work this out, all right? So with that kind of being as the, as the setup, week one, 2021 season, Deshaun Watson is wearing a Texans uniform, yes or no? No. All right, so where do you think he is in 2021? Where do you think he's playing ball? Um, my thought is going to be either the San Francisco 49ers or the Washington football team. You heard? <laughs> listen, listen, I just saw this meme today. Lord, I've seen what you've done for others. <laughs> I, I pray that you would do the same for me. If like, he's San Francisco, bro. Like y'all got y'all have to turn into Super Bowl favorites for for the NFC. Y'all have to. Like I mean, I don't see, I don't see why not. Like I I think that with Debo, with Kittle, um, Jeff. Will, I mean, I I can't believe I'm saying his name, but Jeff Wilson Jr. at running back, Raheem Mostert at running back, um, Brandon Ayuk, who seems like he's gonna be really nice at wide receiver. Yeah, um, getting back to it, Bosa. I mean, they have some work to do in the secondary because a lot of their – Richard Sermon won't be back. Um, I think Jaworski Tart, I don't think he'll be back. So they got they got to rebuild a little bit on the back end of the defense, but you get Bosa back. Um, and that right there is going to be uh, a, 
that's a huge benefit and bonus having him back on that edge. So, so yeah, man, I Garoppolo. So like, if they got there with Garoppolo, they can definitely do that more with Deshaun. I think he, I th- like because I think Deshaun is fully prepared to, to sit out if he doesn't get traded. Yeah. And I think because of that factor, because of the no trade clause in this contract and all of that, that that he holds a lot of the leverage. And like Houston has to make the decision: either we gonna we gonna pay him, or we gonna get something for him. You know, yeah. like what do you do with him sitting on the bench and you ain't got nothing for him? <laughs> like 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 what do you do at that point? Like you got you man, you have to. Get something for him, or he, or you just screw. Like I, yeah, I would say the Jets or the Jags because they got a lot to offer, but I really just don't see Houston trying to. I think they try their best to get him out the AFC. I mean, I would, I would, and shout out to my uncle who's in the comments. He said we need to hear from Watson himself, not the agent, and a lot of this is speculation from other people. I actually I disagree like that. That's this is what you pay your agent for. Right. To be to be the bad guy, to be the mouthpiece, to be the guy who's going to speak on your behalf. Like he's paying him handsomely for that. So I think his name is David Mugaletta. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Um, but Like there there have been reports coming out and David has come out like on Twitter to say, you know, not, to refute, you know, because I think there was a report that came out that Deshaun was willing to hold out of training camp, miss games and miss checks if he's not traded. And David said, uh, according to sources close to me, I have not heard that, you know, so right. uh, I, <laughs> OK, shout out to 83 Mulgetta. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, uh, we'll see what happens on, the, on that on that issue. Y'all let us know what you think. Will Deshaun Watson be in the Texas uniform to start the season? If not, Give us your best guesses on where he's going to go. Now, we won't spend too much time on this next topic, but we'll touch on it a little bit. Speaking of the business side of football. So just last week, I talked about how, you know, that the Rams are treating Jared Goff like a relationship where they were done with it. They weren't fooling with it no more. They were out. And um, I made the analogy of him seeing uh, Sean McVay's phone on Instagram and, and, and his search tab with Aaron Rodgers, with Matt Stafford and going, what's going on? That came true. He was traded, I think, the next day after that came out. Um, And he goes to Detroit. In return, they get get Matt Stafford. Jared Goff goes to Detroit. Bunch of draft picks also goes that way. And listen, so from a lifestyle perspective, not, not a football perspective, if I'm Jared Goff, I'm heated. Now, listen, Detroit... Obviously, it is a great city. Depending on your political sensibilities, you love Detroit because of the vote that came through out of that city from black people. But listen, it's still Detroit, fam. Like, no disrespect to the great city of Detroit. No disrespect. I love y'all. Y'all great people. But, yo, I'm leaving L.A. where the weather is always great. You know what I'm saying? I'm by the beach. I got the LA lifestyle and now I'm I'm living in Detroit where it's like, I don't know what the weather is. But I'm pretty sure it's cold. I'm pretty sure snow is on the way. And like, here's the thing, like Jared Goff is from LA. Like he played ball at Cal. Like he's never left the West coast and now he's going to be out here in the, in the Midwest. So welcome, you know, uh, you, I'm, you'll hate the weather, but Detroit is a cool city, man. So 
your thoughts on golf going from uh, NFC West to, to NFC North? I mean, if I'm golf, like I just I, I hate the trade. Like, of course, he comes out like it's just happy to be somewhere that wanted me. I'm like, did they really want you or did they just find someone suitable to dump Matt Stafford and get those picks? Like, I don't think I don't think it was too much about golf more than it is was honoring what their wishes was between them and Matt and getting them number one picks. Like, I think it was more about that than Jared Goff. Jared Goff was like, we'll plug you in here so we can have you for a little while so we ain't just bleeding that quarterback so we can make it look like we're at least trying to win. But, no, like, like he has to hate it. Like, nobody wants to go from California to Detroit, Michigan. I'm sorry. No offense, but it is. Hey, man. Hey, listen, Detroit, chill, chill. We love, I promise, we love y'all. Chill, easy. We, I promise we do. We do. But, but yeah, man, like, 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 like Detroit is almost like going to Cleveland, the Browns, like, for like, <laughs> like, like you go there, to, your, your, your career doesn't go anywhere there. Like, like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson is mad at Matt Stafford. Like, how'd you get out? <laughs> man. <laughs> what did and you not really only- get out? And not only how did you get out, but how did you get them to agree to send you to a loft, a soft landing spot? Right. Like he he didn't have no no trade clause. He could have went anywhere. And they said, "Hey, we gonna we got you. We we gonna take care of you on your way out the door." And I mean, shout out to them. You know, they he goes to the NFC. And I'll ask you this because I I think the Vegas odds at the conclusion of the trade had um, the Rams as the third. The third favorite in the second NFC team after Green Bay. So the Chiefs are still number one, obviously. Then number two are the Packers, and then three are the Rams. Like, do you think that they should be in, in out of the entire league, that they are the third best team from a gambling perspective, right? Are they the third best odds to win a chip after Kansas City and Green Bay? Man, I can see why they're there. I wouldn't put them third. Like, I think, I think like I got to see a little bit more Matt Stafford and what and what McShay can do with him before I just like bolt him through the top. Because when you look side by side numbers, Matt Stafford and Jared Goff's numbers are very similar. So it's like, do I think Matt Stafford is the better quarterback? Absolutely. Um, he's got some of those throws that Jared Goff misses. He he's going to hit. He has good t- receivers around him. A decent running game, and I mean, we all know a hell of a defense there in, in, with the Rams. Are they up there top five? I'll say yes. With Matt Stafford, I think that puts them top five. But it's hard to just discount the Buccaneers as long as Brady's playing and mm-hmm. long as all those weapons is there. Um, and then even though we know they'll disappoint us, it's hard to discount the Saints if Drew Brees comes back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think he will. But. Yeah, right, right. I was going to say Drew. Yeah, Drew, like that last game, bro, just kind of, you know. Yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a good run. But who hey, but who, who knows with if you know what um what what the Saints could still do without Breeze. They found ways to win while Breeze was out this year. You know, it wasn't I pretty. Mean, <laughs> I mean, look, man, if 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 Jameis has somehow found a way to improve his decision making and his accuracy. The Saints are going to be a problem because they got I think, weapons. I think coaches help with that. I think I think um I think he can help with that, man. I really I really think that that Sean Payton can help turn Jamison around. Man, we'll see. 
We'll see, man. Y'all let us know what y'all think about the Rams and Jared Goff being traded. Does this make the Rams NFC or title, not just NFC title contenders, but title contenders for the entire league? What I mean, I'll say this about Detroit. I think it's great for them to get all those picks. Um, I think it's great. It'll be a, a good opportunity for them to rebuild and try to create something from the rubble of the Matt Patricia era. Um, and so it's a great start. And I want to I'll add this. I know a lot of people talk about whether well, Rams, they're mortgaging their future by sending all these picks. They don't have a first round draft pick until 2024. I believe it is. They've gone seven years without a first round draft pick. And my thing is, it's like, yo, these are lottery tickets. Like it, it getting a first round draft pick does not guarantee success. Getting a first round draft pick does not guarantee that this is going to be the thing that turns your team around. Like people miss on these on sure things what we consider to be sure things all the time. Like San Francisco doesn't get as much flat for passing on Mahomes and um, Mahomes and uh, Watson, but they had the third overall pick. Matter of fact, they had the number two pick. They traded back from two to three. Chicago jumped up and grabbed um, Trubisky yeah. and they took Solomon Thomas and Solomon Thomas didn't work. Like they're not, they didn't, they declined his fifth-year option. He tore his ACL. He's not going to be in a, in a San Francisco uniform. Imagine if they had said, we're going to use the third overall pick on Watson, or we're going to use the third overall pick on Mahomes. Like, we're talking about a completely different franchise at that point. So, again, if you can trade a number one – now, granted, I didn't think Matt Stafford was worth number one picks, and I'm glad that the 49ers didn't give those for Matt Stafford because the reality is this. I get it. It's Detroit. They've been crappy, but Matt Stafford has only been to, I think, one playoff game, maybe two. And I don't think he's ever won a playoff game or if he did, he's only won one. So, I mean, like the reality is, is that we I don't thought he's going to go for some seconds, honestly. Yeah, I thought either second or second or third. Right. Or, or maybe two twos and a three or something like that. You know, so like. I need to see Matt Stafford in a in a stable situation in a franchise that's going to make multiple playoff runs before I just go, oh yeah, that they're better than Bucks right now, or they're equal to the Packers, or they could give the Chiefs a run for their money. I need to see it before I believe it. I, I, I agree. So like I feel like oh, first round draft picks are overrated. Like they like you can hit big, of course you can. But when you talk about 32 draft picks, if you talk about the 32 first-round draft picks of last year, like, you probably can only name four to five, maybe six, that's really that really had an impact this year. And if you look at the, the draft before that, somebody that's still having an impact two years later, like, it's a lot of swings and it's a lot of misses in that first-round pick. So if you can trade your couple of first-round picks for a star – like I would give up three first round picks for Deshaun Watson in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat, easy. Like it wouldn't even be a second thought. Like here you go, because that he turns your whole team around. Absolutely. So I'm just like I don't. Th I, people be like, oh, three. Now that much for Matt Stafford was an overpayment in, in my opinion. But so apparently, part of that overpayment was because they needed they. The, it was Goff's contract, contract, right? It was. The contract is why they had to have um, those extra that extra third extra first round pick. But I'm like, yo, Matt Stafford. Like I said, I, I don't think he feel like he was a worthy of not just one first round pick, let alone multiple. So I want to hit on something you you said. You talked about hits from this year's NFL draft, right? right. I think Joe Burrow's a hit. Absolutely. Um, 
I think Chase Young is obviously a hit. Yep. Um, Justin Herbert, hit. Uh, J- uh, Jedrick Wills, Makai Becton, Tristan Wirfs. These are all offensive linemen. I think all of those guys have have proven to be have, have promising starts. Was Jefferson um, first round? Who's that? Was Jefferson first round? Uh, Justin, yes, he went eight. Yeah, he went twenty second. Twenty second to Minnesota. Yep. So CD Lamb, another yeah, guy yeah. who I feel like has shown some 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 good things. Brandon Ayuk from the Niners. I feel like he's shown good things. Patrick Queen, um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Like I, I mean, so these are just like out of I just named what by maybe 10. Yeah, so that's that's a nice draft. Yeah, that's a nice start for these guys, and we'll see where they go, right? I mean, I think Justin Jefferson might have been like a what second second team all pro, I think, in his first in his rookie season. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I think um and Chase Young, I'm probably made the Pro Bowl. I'm trying to see on Wiki what the what this uh so there are Pro Bowlers for sure, but I think Justin Jefferson was a second team all pro in his in his first year. So I mean it's a it's a great start for that class, but like you said, every these are these are lottery tickets. You don't know what you're gonna get. And we'll see, you know, we'll see where this class goes from here. But I've always been a fan of the sure thing. Right. So the Rams traded for Jalen Ramsey. That's a sure thing. Like that, that's an all pro going to be the whole way you can play a defense because he locked down his side. Fam. You know what I'm saying? So so yeah, so I mean, we'll see what happens on that front and what right. what the fortunes of those two teams. But let's go ahead and jump into this Super Bowl, man. Super Bowl going down this Sunday. Chiefs, Bucks. Uh, it's I think it's gonna be a good one. I think it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting game, but I want to start. Uh, by asking you this question, because I, I I had a Twitter war with uh, shout out to the homie Loso, shout out to Jerry Sanders. We had a big back and forth about Brady. How would you rate Brady's play this year? Beginning of the year, I would say first half average at best. Mm-hmm. Like like beginning of the year, like I was really like, dang, Brady should have retired. Like Brady's looking done, and I think he kind of settled in, finally started getting a rhythm. I think really coaching finally started letting him do what he does instead of trying to control what he does. And, you know, Brady started just kind of doing stuff that Brady can do. I get, I get Brady a B. I give, him, I, give, I give him a B for this year overall. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to the show, first of all, go to uh, the podcast app of your choice or YouTube. You can listen to more in-depth on my thoughts on Brady this year, the, the, the GOAT that I compared him to. Um, so I won't I won't bore you with that. But um, so let me ask you this. If Tampa were to win on Sunday, what's the one thing we'll be talking? The one thing that got them that victory will be what? What's the what'll be the big story from that game if uh, if Tampa wins? I mean, of course, everybody's going to make it about Brady if Tampa wins. Brady can have a horrible game. And if they win, all we're going to hear about is Brady seventh ring like. But I think if Tampa's to win, it's because they defensive front was so disruptive that it just with our with uh it just messed up the Chiefs offensive line. Like and, and Mahomes is just under the rest all day and it just messes up everything. So I think if if, if Tampa's to win, that has to be the story. Of course, it's gonna be Brady. Brady can suck and have three picks, and the story's gonna still be that Brady got his seventh win. Because the media loves Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, man, 
Yeah, the media, if Tampa wins, they're going to leave. It's going to be a it's going to be a Brady love fest. But I think if I had to point to anything, I want to say it's going to be the not the pass rush from JPP and um, from Shaq Barrett. And this kind of leads into the next kind of this kind of leads to the next part of the, the discussion. But I think it's going to be the push from the interior line. So I think they're Sue. Yeah, I think it's going to be Vita and, and Sue. Like, I think it's going to be them pushing back that pocket and then the outside guys containing so that when Mahomes tries to get outside the pocket, tries to make things happen, they can kind of play cleanup. But I think if that's going to be the thing – and, you know, listen, the Chiefs, not that they run the ball a lot anyway, um, but I think they're going to they're going to try to make life even tougher for them when trying to run the ball, whether that's inside the tackles, outside the tackles. But – We'll see how the Chiefs can can navigate that, but to me that'll be the big story. Yeah, at least for me, that'll be the big takeaway for me. Um, so I want to ask you the part for me is to see how we handle handle their pass rush because I think they can get pressure with just the four. Um, mm. if we, if if we're able to slow down that four and make them have to blitz, it's curtains. Man, and I think the scary thing from uh like the offensive line of the Chiefs standpoint is like I have always. So with Mike Rimmers, before I knew he was went before I knew he was a Kansas City Chief, my first thought of him is him getting obliterated by Von Miller in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he could not protect Von Miller. He was overmatched the entire game. Von Miller had two and a half sacks. It was ugly. It was ugly, including the the strip fumble that essentially ended the game. Right. And so I'm thinking, yo, left tackle Mike Rimmers going against. You know, Jason Pierre Paul for four quarters, who maybe isn't Von Miller, but he's, he's still he's good. Not, he's still good. He's not Von. But he's yeah. Still and so, like, I guess that's the that's the thing that really concerns me. Uh, my so, thing I mean, is, when I look at overall, because the, the Packers left tackle was uh, starting left tackle was out last game and they had a backup and JPP um, was handling them. Now, I think they ended up with four sacks, but they ended up with four sacks. But the Packers still, in a sense, besides those two drives after those turnovers, moved the ball with ease. Like Aaron Rodgers marched up and down the field. So it's like they gave up four sacks, but the Packers still moved the ball with ease with deep shots and all that with limited weapons. Like if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers receivers can move the ball up the field despite the pass rush, surely the Chiefs can too. Yeah. Okay. You had a better coach that's going to scheme better. You're looking at a, at, at, at a better quarterback, you know, in a sense. I'm, I, I rate Rodgers and Mahomes kind of in the same the same bubble. And for before skill positions on the outside, the Chiefs got to get the notch there. And the fact that you got Travis in the middle of the field doing whatever he want to do and the Billy like, if we have a healthy Sammy, that pass rush to me ain't going to mean nothing. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Sammy. Hopefully he can come back. So I'm going to ask this question and outside of the big names. So we're talking Brady, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey for the Chiefs, Jones, Matthew. I'll stop there at the big names. And then for the for the uh, Tampa wide receivers, Godwin, Brown, Evans, Gronk, uh, Brady. Defense, I mean, we kind of already named the names, but the linebackers, Barrett. Uh, White. White, Levante, David, JPP. So we're gonna. I'm taking all those names off the board. The most important player outside of those names 
on Sunday is who? For the Chiefs, I'm going to say LeJarrius Sneed and Juan Thornhill. Good pitch. I think both of them, if LeJarrius can, can lock down the slide like he's been doing and bring that pressure off the inside from the nickel blitz, um, I think he, he gets disrupted. If, and if Juan can show, like he played last game, if he's mm-hmm. back to Juan Thornhill from pre-injury like he showed he was last game over the top, um, I think I think we do good. Only other thing I think besides that, which is hard for me to say this, but Dan, Dan, Dirty Dan is going <laughs> to be has to be big. Like, Lick Spags, if you're listening to me, my man, do not put Dirty Dan one-on-one with Gronk. Please. Or or break. No tight ends on the Buccaneers should Dirty Dan be with in man coverage. Or Neiman. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even understand why Neiman's still on his team yet. But another story for another day. But I think on that side, them um on the Buck side, uh Fournette or Jones. Yeah, I think the ability to run the ball gets big for them. If they can if they can run the ball, you know, consistently, we got problems. And then on defense, um, man, what's the what's the safety that missed last game? The rookie. Is it Win- uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Winfield. Yeah, I think I think I think he's a he, he's a game changer. Like so, I think I think that's who I would look for. That's not necessarily again Winfield is kind of a big name, but since he's a rookie, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll give him a little cut. But I think Winfield and then the Bucks running game. Yeah, and I and I I think you probably hit on all the names that I would have singled out. I've already mentioned Vita Vey and Dominican Sue. I guess he's kind of a big name, but um, I think if I think it's Jamel Dean. I think it's a young man's name. I might be there. Might be a basketball player I'm confusing his name with, but I think him on the other side um, of Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis is going to be a big one. Like how they choose to uh, to slow down Hill and Kelsey. Hopefully they don't put Carlton Davis in single coverage again with no help over the top. If they didn't learn this last game. Like what, what what more can you learn from? <laughs> It's going to be ugly if they try to single cover him again. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think that – well, and I'll throw out Scotty Miller. You know, he made a little bit of headlines by saying that he could beat Tyreek Hill one-on-one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that's somebody – he's a speedy guy. And, you know, four, three, you got a right to be confident. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's another name that we'll have to look out for. Now, I think you hit on the names for the Chiefs for me. I think Clyde is a name that could be sneaky, especially – he didn't get a lot of burn in AFC title game, but he's coming back from an injury. And if this extra two weeks has allowed him to get to 90%, 95%, I think that's uh I think that'll be something that is a huge plus for the Chiefs, their ability to use him in the passing game and his ability. Like the thing that I love about Clyde is just his vision. Like vision. he can just he can he can be. I know Chiefs fans have gotten on Le'Veon because he seems to be kind of pity patting back there and he's not really making anything happen. But, like, Clyde is able to kind of at times do that pity pat thing and then emerge on the other side of a hole that, at least from the broadcast angle, right, you can't see because right. he's able to get that burst and able to get through there um, quickly. So I think, like, that's those are the guys that, for me, like, that I aren't, like, Breland, big names. Breland has to have a big game, too. Mm, mm, like, right. he's, like, him and Ward, like, if they, if they can play anywhere near what they played last week, Definitely going up against, you know, somebody like Scotty Miller because 
we don't have a lot of speed on the outside. So we got to be physical, you know, and, and and not let what happened to the Packers at the end of the half happen to us. Bro, I don't. Uh, man, I don't know what, what going. I don't know what like, can't. I, Your whole thing is not letting somebody get behind you. That's all you got to do in this scenario. Spags is – I know Spags is going to be smarter than not playing man coverage with eight seconds left. Like, there's no – why are you playing – one, why are you playing man coverage to begin with, to start? But anyway, that's not that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, yeah, I think you hit on you hit, hit on everything, at least the names that I, I had uh, in mind. Um, so, kind of last question before predictions. Like, what will you be looking for as you watch the game like what kind of keys or what major things are you looking for um, on both sides of the ball from each team? I mean, definitely starting on the Chiefs. I'm looking for how we, of course, how we handle up front. How do we make up for not having two starting? It ain't even that we got two new tackles. Like our whole line is makeshift. Makeshift. Like, like so how do we make up for that? Does Pat go back to dropping crazy deep, like to try to give himself more time, like, does Andy Ray focus first on getting the ball out of his hands quick and using our running backs a little bit more in the pass game to slow down that pass rush? You know, mm. a lot of more screens and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking for. Um, how healthy is Sammy? That's one big thing. I think you got to double, you got to double Kelsey. You got to put somebody over top for heel. Um, I think Sammy's really the only receiver we got after that from a route running standpoint that can get separation if he's covered one-on-one. I think no cornerback on on the Bucks can cover Sammy one a healthy Sammy one on one. So I think that's what I'll be looking for from on, on the Bucks. It's really how do you play? How do you play Tyree Hill and, and Travis Kelsey? What what do you do with that? You know how how do you cover those two? Um, how healthy is AB? I think that becomes mm-hmm. a big thing. Like does he play? If he is, how effective will he be? And how how Tom Brady handles the pressure up the middle. I think Jones, I think Jones is gonna is gonna and, and we already know Frank shows up in these type of games. He'll disappear for you all season, but playoff Frank is a real thing. So how <laughs> how how Brady handles that pressure because the Chiefs have been good at getting pressure, but they've been playing against people that can get away. So, you know, Josh Allen was escaping, you know. We we've been playing against the teams that can where the quarterback can, can make a little move. We know that ain't Brady, you know. So I hope hopefully they don't get caught by that little shoulder shimmy that Frank Clark was talking about. He do. <laughs> so so hopefully they don't get caught by that. But how Brady handles the pressure, you know. Of course, we know he's gonna be amazing at reading the defense. But if you can get to Brady, which Spags has been known to be able to disrupt him. So, you know, the the adjustment. I'm I'm gonna pay attention probably to just the adjustment. I think it's going to be a game of adjustments, and that's that. You know, that's why I think. You know, I will. I wait for the predictions. So yeah, that's what I'm watching for. All right, so I, I, I'm on the same wavelength. I think for me, like, I think offensively, I mean, it's going to be. It, there are very few teams that said they have been able to stop Patrick Mahomes for a full game or shut him down for a full game. So he's going to get his. I think we talked about in the group. I said, you know, the best way to, one of the keys to beating the Chiefs is. Your defense has to bend but don't break. And by bend but don't break, I mean the Chiefs offense is going to have you bending like a Cirque du Soleil performer, right? Like you're going to be wondering like, yo, how did he get his foot? Like if that kind of bend but don't break. And by that, you want them to kick field goals, not at least in the – so I think I, I posted a stat in there that said that 
in the playoffs, 80% of red zone of time, 80% of red zone drives where the Chiefs make it to the 20 and end, they've converted in points. Um, but if and the most of those have been touchdowns, if you can make them kick field goals, two to three field goals in the red zone, that was part of how the game didn't end up getting out of out of hand the first time. They got a turnover, they made them kick field goals, and then they were able to get touchdowns and make the score a little bit closer than it really seemed. Um, so if you can do that, um, and really it's gonna be the Chiefs secondary. Like this is going to be they've been they have in the playoffs, the Chiefs defense has stepped up, especially the secondary, but they're going to be stressed because you gotta take you got what are you gonna do with Gronk? Who's gonna match up with him? And when you go single coverage, you got I mean, Scotty Miller is kind of low on the totem pole, but Antonio Brown's gonna be back. Right. You got Godwin, you got Mike Evans. Like as much as people talk about the weapons that Mahomes has, and like it's not fair, like bro, this is the best core in the league. Easy. Like maybe they haven't always put up, but I mean everybody. I mean you got like five miles to feed. Like everybody can't eat all at once. Like somebody's going to have a better game than somebody else. But I mean, how do they slow down that passing attack? And the thing about the key about Brady that I think is is so real is, and you mentioned it. Like Brady now, and this is part of, of where I feel like he's aged. When that pressure gets to him, and sometimes instead of just eating a sack, like he'll throw one up. Yeah. Like that Packers game, he had two passes. One was picked off and in, in a part of that three three turnovers and three straight drives. But the one before the, the last pass before the touchdown to Scotty Miller should have been he, had the, he threw it up. He threw it up and had the DB got his head around and saw the ball in the air like it was an arm punt. And the safety almost got there. It, was, it just got – he was maybe another a half a yard, a yard and a half away from picking that pass off. So Brady's going to, at some point in this game, he's going to throw one up because the pressure will get home. All and right. he instead of just protecting the ball, he's going to throw it up. Will the Chiefs be able to convert when that happens? Um, so, I mean, I'll, I think – I'm going to be watching too, man, because – if the Chiefs get down, like, like Chiefs get down, you see, like, you see Mahomes start trying to press. Yep. And I, I you kind of seen that in the Super Bowl last year. Like, he was trying to make something happen instead of letting the game come to him. And I think you hit on it yesterday when we were talking yesterday. Just like, that's the way to beat the Chiefs is when they get down, Mahomes starts trying to make those, you know, make those shots. So if he, I want to see him stay poised enough. No, to to and he and we know he can, but but some of his interceptions you see him throw, it's like he was taking a chance that he knew he was taking a chance and was a little too confident, like I can get this through there, and it was like, no, you can't. You yeah. know, so um seeing how see how seeing how both of the other quarterbacks handle the pressure, you know, making sure Mahomes don't take no 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 30 yard drops like like Josh Allen was doing last week and, and trying to get out of something, like just throw the ball away, live another down. If Brady turns the ball over like he did against the Packers against us, it's a wrap. Yeah, there's no way you're going to give the Chiefs three cracks at, at getting points on the board, and they not come away with at least eight, at least ten points, if yeah. not twenty-one or, or and, seventeen. And if we down there like that on the fourth down, the ball will be in Mahomes' hand. Andy Reid is not kicking that field goal. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so let's let's go into predictions. Um, who you got? I mean, we already know who you got, but what what do you think the final score will, will be? I'm going to say 35-21 Chiefs. Mm, so you think it's, it's not going to be close? 
Yeah, I, th- I think I think it starts off off nice, like first quarter, kind of back and forth. Maybe like you know seven to fourteen coming out the first quarter. Then I think the Chiefs go on one of their scoring sprees, put up like three in a row, and then Brady will do a little comeback with two touchdowns, and we put up one a couple, then ice it, you know. So I think okay. it's gonna be a, a tale of like first quarter close. Second quarter we start running away. Third quarter we battle a little bit again. Then I I I think they know they can't play around. You know that's mm-hmm. that's my thought process. I I think Andy every the Chiefs know Mahomes know like that's the stuff you can get away. The defense knows that's the stuff you can get away with. What's some, with some quarterbacks and play around all that? Tom Brady ain't the one you mess around with. Like you guys to kill him. You guys to step on his neck when he's down because if they see that the first game we played him, we smacking him. And you give Tom Brady some glimmer of hope, let him get into a rhythm, you get in trouble. It just so happened to be we got the ball last and was able to keep him off the field. Like, I don't yeah. want to see it come down to that. I don't think the Chiefs do either. I think Mahomes is out to have something to prove. This is magic, passion, a torch to Jordan. You know, it, it, it's, that, it's that time. This is a defining moment for his career. So I, I think I think the Chiefs, Chiefs handle it kind of kind of not easily, but – at the end of the day, it's not going to be a, a, a tall task. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, so when I started, when thinking about this matchup last week and thinking about who I was going to pick, um, I was worried for Kansas City. You know, we talked about, you've mentioned it, the offensive line is missing, what, four of its original projected opening day starters before opt-outs and injuries and all that stuff. Um you know, again, I had flashbacks of Mike Rimmers trying to stop, you know, an elite pass rusher. Um, you got Andrew Wiley going from guard to left tackle or right tackle. I'm sorry. Um, you know, it's just Nick Allegretti is a rookie, right? Like he's a rookie. I think he's a, like one year. I don't think he's a rookie. Or second, yeah, second year. He was a rookie last year. He's a rookie last year. You know, so Austin Reader, a writer. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was I was sincerely concerned and I had flashbacks to last year's Super Bowl. And if the 49ers had somehow gotten Tom Brady in a in a San Francisco uniform, um, the Chiefs would not be defending champions because Tom Brady would have made sure that when he got the ball up 10, that they kill some clock, that they get another field goal to make it. You know, now you need two touchdowns to win. Right. Like they would have he would have gotten the job done over Garoppolo in my opinion. Um, and so my fear was, is that for one game, they're going to be able to get home. Mahomes is not going to, he's, his eyes are going to start going from down the field to looking at the pocket, looking at the rush, taking 15 yard drops, all these things. Right. And so I came in here ready to pick against the chiefs. I came in here ready to pick against the chiefs, ready to pick Tom Brady, even though I don't want to hear all the nauseating, he's the GOAT, he's the greatest of all time. You know, Mahomes will never catch him. Shout out to Tony Mo. And at 40, at 43 years old, oh my God, this is just so, so crazy. Right. And so I sat, thankfully, I had a week to sit and think about it some more. So I've sat, I've thought about it some more, and I started thinking about okay, Andy Reid. He's a GOAT when it comes to having an extra week of preparation, coming off a bye week, if you will, which is just kind of a bye week with it being a two-week layoff. Um, You got the enemy. You have Spags, who has had lots of success against Brady. 
You have the best quarterback in the game by far, who should be the MVP of the league, by the way. It Aaron, is this is this is your king? Aaron Rod, this is your king. Like I didn't say it last week, but this is your king, right? The guy who's supposed to be the the, the most talented quarterback of all time. And I get it, right? I mean, it it's not just him, it's the team, you know. Um, Equinemia uh, St. Brown drops a two-point pass. Plenty of times to win. Like Aaron, Aaron has to get that done last week. He's got to get it done though, especially off of three turnovers. And they only ended up, did they even get any points off those turnovers? So I I sat and thought, okay, Mahomes' foot is getting better. Clyde's coming back. Legarius comes off of concussion protocol. And I'm going, okay. I have there are very few times I picked against this Chiefs team during this run. Last year's Super Bowl was one of them. The AFC title game was. Last week was another one because I wasn't sure about Mahomes' foot. I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. I think the Chiefs are going to go back to back. They're going to etch their name in the pantheon of the great teams of all time. And I think they're going to win this game 34-24. You know, I've and I hate to even say that because I guess until the AFC title game, the Chiefs hadn't covered the spread in like forever. But um, I, so the spread's only three. I think the Chiefs get it done, and I think they're back-to-back champions. And at this point, you want to you, you can start talks of dynasty at this point. If they pull off a second one, three, two back-to-back Super Bowls, three AFC title games in a row, you got to start talking dynasty. I, maybe that might be a little bit early, but the implications are we looking? Are we looking at the start of a dynasty? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, championships back to back and two Super Bowls making it back to back. If you win the Super Bowl, you have to talk about it. Yeah, and one more. Yeah. One more. I got a shout out because I think I, I I forgot about when we saying players. I think I think Daryl Williams will be big this game. Simply, simply, simply for his ability to to to, to run straight ahead and tack get the tough yards, but more for his pass protection. Okay. Okay, shout out to four or five. I think he says he run a four or five, and I make fun of Daryl Williams because it, it looks like Daryl Williams is running in slope. It's it feels like it's like yo, the hole is there now. Hit it now, now. Oh, there's a hole. Okay, cool. And somehow he's still getting five or six yards. You're right. Shout out to Daryl Williams. I don't know how he gets it done, but he he gets the job done. Like he's he's like he's like that old beater. Like it's like your car to get you to point A to point B. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, I got there this morning, but he made he, he, he yeah. Pulled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all let us know what y'all think, man. Who y'all got? Um, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, IG. Who y'all got in the Super Bowl? What do you think the final score would be? So we got one last thing. We're about to get out of here. So I, I can't remember who tweeted this on Twitter, and this is non-sports thing. But I it, it is in any time I've asked this question, it's brought up really good discussion. So I want to bring it here. All right. So I saw a tweet that said, you know, the greatest TV theme song show of all time is what? And so I stopped watching, I don't know what I was watching with my wife, and I asked her the question. We had like a nice little 10, 10 minute dialogue about this. So I'm gonna ask you, and you can get three picks, because naming one is is really hard. Like the great naming the greatest theme song, TV theme song show of all time is incredibly hard. So I ask you, who you got? Greatest theme song, greatest theme song of all time is what your top three. All right, so. Fresh Prince has to go up there, okay. Like, uh, West Philadelphia, Border Rays, like, 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 like yeah. That, that has to be one of my top. My second one, man, I might catch a, <laughs> I might, 
I might catch a lot of flack on this, but so what? <laughs> I don't know why I like this. I don't even know why I like the show. Yeah, but I'm a Golden Girls fan. Bam! <laughs> oh no, 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 no. We 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 here. We here with that. We here with that. That's one of the greatest theme songs of that, all time. That is one of the greatest theme songs of all time, bro. And nobody Absolutely. can tell me any different. So Golden Girls, and let's see, third one. Man, this is a tough one. I like living single, so I always like like that. That's a smooth one. Living single, like that. Hey, that man. yeah, those about three. I'm going with them. It's hey, hey. those are. <laughs> I mean, like those are all ones that I have named. So I'm, I'm gonna try to do. I'm gonna try to not pick any of the three you just said. Um, I'm gonna go good times. Oh yeah, good times is uh is a big one. My bad, shock. You don't like the conversation. You missed the Chiefs talk. We just we just been talking Super Bowl for the last thirty minutes. Get here earlier. Oh, um, <laughs> but good times is number one. Or is one of the ones. Um, I'm on. So I did not watch this show when it was out live. I watched it with my wife on Netflix when they dropped a couple of black sitcoms. But half and half theme song slaps. If you have not seen the half and half theme song, go check out like. Check that out. It's one, it's kind of like it's kind of like similar to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Once you've watched it a little bit, and once you know that mug, like every time it comes on, you just start singing it. Like it's just infectious. It's a really good, it could actually be a real song. Like that's how good it was. Um, so half and half is up there for me. Um, and if I had to name one more, I'm gonna go Sanford and Son. I can't be mad at that one. Yeah. Sam yeah, like Sanford song, and it and and you know it's dope because it has no words to it. But once you hit it, boom, 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 boom. yeah, like you going, like you going in on that jump. So, like I said, I didn't want to name the three that you had, but I wanted to name like three ones that I think are dope and iconic. But yours, like we see, we even get to Family Matters, man. We get to Cheers. I mean, it's so many, it's so many joints, man. Like, like a funny one, like that that people had a big debate about. It was funny, was when Power switched their theme song up. <laughs> and they, they went from uh, from was it who is it Trey Songs that sings it? Trey Songs to Joe to Joe, and Joe's my guy, <laughs> but it wasn't the same. Like, when you get dragged to the muscle, muscle, they switch back to the old. They switched one, right? it back. Fam, fam, like I had, so I don't watch Power. I've never seen an episode of Power. And like, I just remember on my timeline when they switched from that, that Trey Songz record to the Joe record, bro, it was like Showtime at the Apollo. Like they was calling for Sandman ASAP, bro. Like all I saw was, yo, where Trey Songz at? Man, get Joe out of here. Where Trey? And like the next week, right? Like they brought it back the next yeah, week. The next week. It is so crazy because Joe is a totally better singer than Trey Songs, but on that record, he 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 it fits Trey more than it fit Joe. Man, man. I had to one day I one day I watched Power. It's just it's one of those shows I'm pretty sure. Well, I guess it's wrapped up now. They got kind of like the, the, book. the next chapter, right? Yeah, yeah, they got the next chapter with Tariq, but one day I watch Power, man. I just it's just never been a show that I I got other things I need to get to first. I'll put it that way. 
But yo, man, that's our time, man. We appreciate y'all tuning in for us over this next hour and some change. Once again, please remember you can go, you can find every episode of It's a Black and White Thing by going to the podcast app of your choice. Rate, review, subscribe, share. The more you do that, um, the more the, the podcast is seen by more people. Same thing with YouTube. We appreciate everybody in the comments. We got comments from Periscope, from YouTube, from Facebook. I appreciate everybody who jumped into the comments. And like I said, with this new setup, hopefully you guys can see the comments in real time as they come across the screen. And we try to interact with those when we can. Um, so once again, share those, share this broadcast. I don't know if I'm going to have time to edit this. So I might just throw this mug up like just unwashed, unedited. It just might have to go up on YouTube because my schedule is busy. Because this weekend I'm going to Oklahoma State. I'm watching Kay Cunningham, probably the number one prospect in the country. I'm watching Kay Cunningham, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, take on the Texas Longhorns um, Saturday. So I might try to get on Instagram or Snapchat. I'm never on there, but I might get on there and do some stories and, you know, take some videos and stuff from that. Um, once again, Reese, I appreciate you. Tell the people where they can find you, and where they can find the podcast. Appreciate you having me, man. Um, Y'all can check me out. Follow me, Reese Nichols, on Twitter. And you also can follow Talk That Ish podcast on Twitter instagram and on facebook youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast appreciate you having me uh a1 carlos or dan (laughs) my homie a ward way better than top 20 so y'all quit hating on my dogs you feel me yeah yeah once once again shout out to a ward i am a ward.com everything a ward related from merch music battles this weekend he's battling in connecticut um against z throw i think is his name Shout out to Loso, everythingloso.com, Battles Music Merch, Kings versus Queens 2, going down in a couple of weeks on URL and Caffeine. Until next time, it's been a black and Loso, white thing. Find a new team, bro. Find a new team, Loso. The Vikings suck. All right. <laughs> All right, man. I, pre- I appreciate you, bro. We'll holler at y'all next week. We might be back on Monday. Actually, hopefully we'll be back on Monday to review everything that's gone down. Uh, with the Super Bowl and anything interesting over the weekend. Um, and then after that, I try to get some guests lined up. We'll see what happens. So until next time, next time y'all be safe out there. We holler at y'all, man. Appreciate it.